0: Hey, Welcome back to another episode of The Playful Life. I am your host, Crystal. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And on the podcast today, I thought it would be kind of cool to read the do's and don'ts that I like to live by. And I didn't create these or write these, but they are from the 12-step fellowship that I'm a part of, and uh, I call it sort of my... My Serenity program, it's what helps me to be a recovering codependent, a recovering people pleaser, and has also helped me overcome perfectionism and disordered eating. So these do's and don'ts are read at uh, one of the meetings that I go to. And I I always love hearing them because they're such a great reminder of how to live and To me, they also really follow the Stoic principles and the Stoic philosophy on life. And it's really about learning to focus on what I can control and letting all the other stuff go. So being aware of all the things that I'm not in control of and giving that over to a higher power. So I'm going to read these do's and don'ts. And I'm just, I'm going to modify them a little bit just so they apply to a little bit more of a general audience, um, changing just some of the words here. Um, but then, uh, I'm also going to kind of pull out my favorite and, uh, why they have stuck with me and why I love living my life according to these principles. So I'm actually going to start with the don'ts, I feel like I like to end on a positive note. And uh, one of my friends that passed away several years ago, um, she was a a good friend in this recovery program. And um, she also liked to read the don'ts first because she said she wanted to end it with the do's with the the positive with the affirmative. So here we go. Don't be self-righteous. Don't try to dominate, nag, scold, and complain. Don't lose your temper. Don't try to push anyone but yourself. Don't keep bringing up the past. Don't keep checking up on inserts here, you know, people, places, and things. Don't wallow in self-pity. Don't make threats you don't intend to carry out. Don't be overprotective and don't be a doormat. So those are are great. And what I realized very quickly when I got into this program was that I was doing all the don'ts and I was not doing all the do's and no wonder my life had become completely unmanageable and I was depressed and anxious just a mess all the time. Um, because I, w- I was doing a lot of these things. Um, I would say that the ones that, that kind of stand out to me, and, and I think it might be fun to do a series of episodes where, you know, maybe I pick a couple other, one of these out, but, um, I think a couple of these that really stick out to me, the 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 wallowing in self pity right don't wallow in self pity and that was really me for a long time i often lived sort of in that victim mentality and i almost liked being the victim you know if, if i wasn't responsible for what was happening in my life then i could blame others really easily <clears throat> and you know, it seemed maybe easier to me to be the victim. So, you know, wallowing in self pity <laughs> was something I like to do. You know, I-, I had created a life that was unmanage- un- unmanageable for myself. You know, I had overcommitted myself and I was striving for perfection in all these areas and I was s- setting all these crazy expectations for myself. And then, Expecting others to feel sorry for me um, when I was the one that was, you know, spinning a lot of the times and spinning things out of control. Um, so that was really big for me to learn not to wallow in my own self pity. Um, the The other one that really stands out to me amongst these is the don't make threats you don't intend to carry out, and I think the word threat is very strong. Um, but I think it's, I think it's more of a boundary and, um, I have a, a friend, her name is Barb Nangle and she has an amazing podcast. It's called fragmented to whole on setting boundaries. And I mean so much more too, but, but she really talks about boundaries. She's, she's what, um, you would call a boundaries coach and she helps people like in life and business to set these boundaries you know for um ourselves and people around us and um you know it's it's so important to not only make those boundaries but to keep them and to keep them sacred um And I think when we make threats, you know, maybe it's not so much a threat, but I think it's setting a boundary between, you know, maybe it's our work uh, or somebody in our circle of friends or family. And when we set those lines and then step over them or allow other people to step over them um, and we're not carrying those out in our lives, then, you know, really, we only have ourselves to blame. Um, I talk a lot about boundaries in my health coaching also, that, you know, say, for instance, we're going to uh, a dinner or a doing or a party or something, and we we want to have a good time and enjoy ourselves, but yet, you know, we don't want to come home from that party feeling like, oh, man, I really overdid it, you know, Um So we can set a limit, you know, set a boundary, say, okay, I know there's going to be 10 desserts there. I'm only going to have one or, um, for every alcoholic drink I have, I'm going to have a glass of water, you know, something that we set for ourselves that we can keep a boundary that we can keep for ourselves because it helps us keep our own sanity. Um, being able to do that is, is a huge part of our recovery. Um, okay, so now I am going to read the do's and (laughs) once again, I was not doing all the do's and I was doing all the don'ts. So here we go. Do forgive, do be humble, do take it easy, tension is harmful, do play, find recreation and hobbies, do keep trying whenever you fail, do learn the facts about your problem do attend a meeting, a social engagement, some sort of support group often, and do pray. So again, there's a couple that really stick out to me. And, you know, I'm sure you heard that that magic word in here, but the, the one that says do play, find recreation and hobbies. And what I had discovered when I read this list or really heard this list read to me out loud for the first time is I questioned, like, do I have hobbies? Um, I have a lot of interests, and I think I have a good amount of talents, and I love to share those talents with the world, but I'm not sure that they would be hobbies. I feel that I've always somehow tried to make a hobby into a career or a way to make money. Um, you know, I got I got really into fitness, and then I went and taught fitness classes. I love to sing and dance and perform. And I taught dance classes for years. I was in a band that paid me. Um, you know, I just, it's kind of interesting that I, I wasn't really ever leaving room for just a hobby. Um, I think I felt guilty a lot of times that I could do something that I just enjoyed doing just for the sake of enjoying it. Um, it's incredibly hard for me to just sit down and read. I mean, I do fall asleep when I read. But um, but I think just those little things of just doing something for the sake of doing it, um, I really had to examine that in my life. And what I realized is that that playfulness that I talk about is something that I had to find. And I was not living a playful life because I was doing everything not like necessarily just on purpose, but I was doing everything with an objective in mind. I was doing everything because I thought it was going to satisfy some sort of means. Um, I wasn't really doing a lot of things just for the sake of doing them. And so, um, you know, when I thought about it, being able to play and being in a playful mindset and living that way is really that, is being present, is Doing something just because I enjoy it. Doing something because it's good for us. And if we can look at our wellness, our relationships, our career path, all those things through that playful lens, I think we're able to let go of some of the guilt that we might feel around doing something because it's, it brings us joy. And it's okay to experience that joy. And that was something that I didn't allow myself to do. Uh, before getting into a 12-step program, and finding my serenity, and even identifying the things that I really did enjoy, you know, how could I do things I enjoyed if I didn't really even know what those were, if I didn't understand that, Um, so that, that was really, really important, and, you know, do keep on trying whenever you fail, I think that's such a big one, because boy, it seems like I fail every day. But I also win every day. And that's okay, that's all part of it. And all you have to do is get through these twenty-four hours, you know, that we have each day. And that's a really big part of this too, is taking it one day at a time and knowing that yes, I will fail at some things, but I'm also going to win. And in the long run, my gains are going to be so much greater than my losses. And, you know, I know when we're talking about weight loss, you know, it's kind of the opposite, right? Like eventually you're going to lose the weight and gain the health. But even so, like with a lot of my clients that I coach for health and wellness, it's not so much about what they're losing. It's about what we're gaining. It's about the vitality. It's about being alive, right? Actively living in vitality every day. And first, I could probably do an entire podcast on um, praying and my relationship with God, my higher power. But that is really so important. And I love to, like I said, read the don'ts first and then the do's, because I feel like the last, af- you know, affirmative thing there is to pray, do pray. And um, it's not just reciting prayers that I learned as a child. It it's really having a constant connection and open relationship with God, my higher power, whatever that is for you. Um, knowing that there is something so much greater than me and I don't have to have all the answers. And God accepts me, imperfections and all. And it really, in order to live in this way and to adhere to this philosophy and these principles prayer needs to be the first thing I do you know the first and the last thing that I do um so I really do love these I would love to know your takeaway um on these and uh I will you know maybe post these in in the show notes down here so you can look at them um and Tell me what your takeaway is. You know, I'd love for you to post a review or, you know, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know, you know, which one of these stuck out to you. Um, So again, let me read these just one more time. I'm going to go through all of them. I'm going to read the don'ts and then the do's. So here we go. Don't be self-righteous. Don't try to dominate, nag, scold, and complain. Don't lose your temper. Don't try to push anyone but yourself. Don't keep bringing up the past. Don't keep checking up on fill in the blank there. Don't wallow in self-pity. Don't make threats you don't intend to carry out. Don't be overprotective and don't be a doormat. Do forgive. Do be humble. Do take it easy. Tension is harmful. Do play. Find recreation and hobbies. Do keep on trying whenever you fail. Do learn the facts about your problem do attend meetings, social groups, supports groups often and do pray. I guarantee you you won't do all these perfectly and perhaps you're doing some of the don'ts and you're not doing a lot of the dos but each day one day at a time, if you keep on trying whenever you fail, and keep that open relationship with your higher power, you will, in fact, learn to live a playful life. All right, take care, everyone, stay playful, and be safe.